welcome to the Y'all Need Y'all podcast. I'm Matt. And I'm Jesse. So uh, we're back here for episode number two. Number two. Uh, and fuck, things have changed pretty uh, dramatically in a short amount of time. Right, like two weeks, right? Yeah. yeah so that's the last time recorded. Uh, you know, it is, it it is uh, almost 11 o'clock at night on Saturday. Right. We were supposed to record this, what, last night at about 8 o'clock. Well, that didn't happen. Life happens. So, uh, you know, we decided we're going to record, you know, at least three, four of these before launching them. So in our real lives, like, some shit's gone down. And um, in the first podcast, listen to it. You know, got talked a little bit about ourselves and uh, mentioned um, family. Yeah, mentioned uh, my brother Bobby and talked a little shit to him because that's what we've always done. And uh, and we said he's definitely going to be listening. And unfortunately, that's not going to be happening. Uh, brother passed away since we recorded that first episode, which kind of pumped the brakes on a lot of shit and. You know, we're back at it, going to get going again, and don't want to have, like, a super negative uh, podcast or, like, Debbie Downer kind of shit, but, you know, we've, we've said from the get-go, we're going to talk about real shit, real and, uh, you know, make jokes, we'll talk about, you know, current events, our families, and so, um, you know, and offer a little help where we can. Right. So, this one... Uh, you know, obviously it's going to start out a little bit different, probably than everything else will right. going forward, uh, just with the... Uh, just like in life, you have a plan, you have a direction, and life gets in the way. So. Yeah. Sometimes you get dealt a shit hand, and uh, so here we are, but uh, wanted to take a little bit of an opportunity to talk about uh, you know, a couple things that I'm sure... We're not the only ones that know people dealing with this shit, right? Like, uh, you know, my brother uh, dealt with some depression and uh, in turn uh, dealt with, uh, you know, being an alcoholic. Mental health. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, him being an alcoholic is what took him from us at 46 years old, which is way too fucking young for anybody to die. Side note, I did think that Matt was the older brother. Fuck you. (laughs) I've come to find out that he is actually younger than that. I mean, maybe only by a couple months. I don't know how that works out, but... A couple years, Dick. Oh, a couple years. (laughs) We got a little more gray than he does, and he wants to talk about kinds of shit, but we're... We're in the same 40s fucking ball game, dude. Like, I don't know what you're trying to act like. You're like 20 or something like that. You, you see this full head of hair right here? No, they don't. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. we're, we're still a podcast. We're not a, a blog yet. So, so coming soon. All right. Yeah, we'll eventually get to broadcast and video of these things. But, uh, no, I just wanted to, you know address those those realities that a lot of people deal with and you know jesse and i have talked about it quite a bit recently and you know uh right 
a little unfortunate that we've, we've had these conversations together about both of our older brothers who it sounds uh, weird, you know, Matt and I had only known each other for two years and we are super similar. And with us talking, it sounds like our brothers are pretty similar themselves in, in what we both uh, dealt with. And right, right. Obviously, uh, Matt's uh, brother, Bobby, you know, we never got the chance to introduce those two. Yeah. To, you know, maybe help uh, if we could or whatever. But anyhow, go ahead. Tell yeah. me a little bit more about Bobby here. Yeah, so, uh, you know, unfortunately, I mean, I don't think statistics are accurate, right? If you look it up, most statistics say that, um, you know, people that are drug addicts or alcoholics, about like one in three deal with mental health issues. And I think if, if we were truly being honest and the people maybe being talked to were being honest, I feel like it's probably much closer to like 90% of people Absolutely. dealing with mental health stuff end up turning to some other form to feel right, you know? feel right, right. And, uh, you know, part of that is the stigma around mental health that people don't talk about it. And, you know, that goes back centuries, oh, yeah. you know, like, yeah. uh, of the way we treated people that dealt with mental health issues and, it's coming a little more to the forefront, I feel like, now it's being talked about more, but like I've told no. you, in my opinion, it should be talked about the same as we talk about diabetes and, and high blood pressure, right? Right. Nobody, nobody wakes up one day and it's like, you know what, I really, I'd love to be diabetic, right? It's, it's a shit hand that's dealt to them, whether right. it be through genetics or, or whatever, maybe lifestyle stuff, you know? Right. Uh, and, and likewise, same with blood pressure, you know, nobody's like, you know what, I'd I'll take that one. <laughs> That's a good one. I'd love to have me some high blood pressure, you yeah. know, and, and more importantly, there's not a single person dealing with mental health shit. That's like, I'd really like to be depressed right. or man, I'd rather be, I think, you know, give me some bipolar. I'll take some of that, right. you know? Right. Uh, and we talk about diabetes and we talk about high blood pressure. Like everybody knows somebody that's dealing with one of those things. Oh, right? absolutely. And there's, there's no, uh, stigma about like, no, you know, I'm not over here like, Oh, Jesse, Hey, uh, I got the diabetes. Like, uh, don't, don't, please don't say anything. Hey, about I got, that. I got this, uh, needle of insulin that I got to inject real quick. Like, right. Hush, hush. Right. Like, it's like, oh, dude, that fucking sucks. You got diabetes. Like, right. I know so-and-so. And what do you want? Like, no big deal. Right. But a lot of times, far too often with, with mental health stuff, I think people feel closed off and alone. Right. Uh, they don't feel supported. And uh, right. it's almost like they're shunned. Yeah. Well, you know, and obviously, you know, Megan and I dealt with, you know, Megan's got some, some mental health issues herself. And. I've seen that struggle firsthand as, as she's tried to find the right medication, right? So that's like the big difference, okay? So if you're diabetic, if you're type one, it doesn't matter what race, nationality, you know, male, female, none of that matters. Like, you know what you need? 
insulin. insulin. Right. <laughs> and that works for everyone, whether you're everyone. in the United States or India or Africa or right. wherever. Yeah, Insulin's going to freaking work for you. Right. That's going to take mental, care of your diabetes. Mental health issues, though. I mean, you've got something in the neighborhood of like 600 antidepressants. Which is crazy. I never knew that. But I realized, like, every time I watch TV, there's at least 15 different commercials about different antidepressants. Yeah. And so it's not like we can be like, so, Jesse, you're depressed. Okay, let me give you this one pill because this one pill works for everybody. Right. It's a cure-all. Right. No. It doesn't happen with mental health. And so even when people do seek treatment, right, it's a shit road to, to get to the other side of right. this. Like, well, let's try this and see if it works. Mm, okay, six weeks later, like, yeah, that's not working. Let's, uh, let's try Let's this. wing you off of that. Let's try this one. Right. And, you know, six weeks later... No, that's not working. Let's wean you off that and try you on this one. And I remember having conversations with Megan where she's just like, I'm so sick of doing this. Like, I don't want to keep trying right. different medicine. Right. And like, all you can do is kind of be in their corner and be like, you got this. Like, let's keep going. We're going we're gonna to find the right one. Uh, eventually, I know it sucks for you, but like, let's not give up on this. And I think that that's where so many people are just like, fuck it, I'm done. I've tried taking the antidepressants and maybe I didn't feel anything at all. I was just numb right, or right. zombie. You know, maybe it made me angry or maybe it didn't do shit at all. But at least when I freaking drink this drink, you know, I feel okay. Or maybe when I freaking snort this cocaine or do heroin, right. you know, a quick fix. Right. And so, you know, just like no one sets out to get diabetes or high blood pressure or depression or anything like that. I don't I don't believe for a minute that anybody sets out and it's like, you know what I want to be when I get older? I want to be an addict. Right. Right. That's there's nobody doing that. It's usually a product of some kind of trauma, right? Uh, or or dealing with some kind of mental health shit that we've conveniently as a society brushed under the rug like well, we don't talk about that like you know we're gonna just put crazy aunt susie in the in the home you know and, and, uh, right. and let them deal with it because you know she sets them off the wall shit or, you know, right she feels a certain kind of way and now we're depressed or whatever yep. right yeah, and so she, she should be in a straight jacket and a padded groove or something. Yeah, well, that's what we did for for freaking hundreds of years. Right. Experiment people with mental health issues. You know, like let's drill into your forehead and try and take out the frontal lobe of your brain, and and maybe that'll make you normal or um, uh, what electroshock therapy. therapy. Yeah, just right. crazy horrendous shit. Right, and I think that that's where people are like. I don't want to talk about this right. really I'm like here to talk about it. Yeah, I don't want people looking at me differently or, or whatever. And so like if, if anything can come out of this episode of this podcast would be like opening those lines of communication for people to feel like, you know, I don't want to talk to somebody about it or I feel a little bit more normal because these two assholes on a podcast where we're talking talk about, about it. it. Like it's no big deal. I mean, right. Let's bring well, it to it's, well, it's a big deal. Like, you know, having to deal with any kind of medical issue, to me, we shouldn't be treating mental health shit any different than we do 
diabetes, diabetes high blood pressure, you know, high cholesterol, like whatever the fuck you're dealing with, right? Like, let's talk about it, let's fix it, and let's get these pharmaceutical companies like actually doing something to try and and do better, right? Because try to fix the problem instead of imagine having diabetes and they're like, well, we've got 600 medications that we're going to try and hopefully, you know, you don't have a sugar incident, like pass the fuck out in the meantime. Right. Because if this one doesn't work, we'll just try another one. Right. People with diabetes would be like, yo, this shit sucks. I'm going to find my own way of dealing with this. Like so many people do. Right. Right. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, that that ends up meaning that the life is cut short for far too many people um, that should be. And uh, you know, we talked obviously about drinking, you know, in the first episode and you know, bullshit anybody. Like I'm sitting here with a whiskey and coke right now. Like I drink socially, and uh, I'll continue to drink socially. Uh, I don't feel that it's hypocritical of me to to talk about. My brother drinking in excess, right? and uh, it costed him his life uh, because it's totally different to me. Like, right? Some people can socially drink, and then like I could go months and not have right. a drink at all, and and it's perfectly fine, and I don't feel like I'm missing out on anything, right? So right. Right. I'm not gonna quit drinking just for that. And, and so anybody that's listening, like, I'm, I'm not trying to say that everyone needs to quit drinking, uh, or doing drugs or, or whatever. Right. If, whatever if, if you are abusing things, if you're an addict or if you're an alcoholic, I think the best thing you can do is be honest with yourself first. Yeah. Right. And, and acknowledge that like, you got a problem and you're, you're doing whatever it is in excess. Right. Uh, and then find somebody that, you know, you can, you can talk to that's gonna support you. And I, you know, I thought for sure that, that my brother would feel comfortable talking to me. And so, you know, he had a stint in the hospital back in January and they told him, dude, you can't drink no more. Right. And, uh, you know, so for me, it was like, I'm not going to fucking nag this dude, right? I, I'm sure my mom said she didn't nag him. And if she said that, I'd believe her. Right. But in my mind, I'm thinking, right, like, mom's probably nagging him a little bit. So I'm not going to say a whole lot of shit. So, like, since then, there was two occasions where I was just like, how's it not drinking going? Right? I'm going to be able to like, be all in your shit. Like, did you drink? Have you ever drink? Right. Like, I'm in, I need to count. Like, right. I, I wanted to be soft about it right. so that he felt like he could be honest with me. And, you know, it, it kind of goes along with this idea, you know, and there's some people that are going to hear this that are going to fucking want to lynch me. Oh, like, yeah. Okay. So like the whole like 12 step, like shit, mm-hmm. I don't buy into that. Yeah. Uh, it works for some people. And for those people, yeah. right on, right. Great. Right. You know, but I think that it puts a lot of pressure on people. And I've met plenty of addicts over the years. I used to speak at a, a drug and alcohol rehab center regularly uh, through a friend of mine that worked there. And I'd speak on the topic of gratitude, right. uh, you know, just sharing that kind of stuff with those guys that were going through it. And I've been lied to right to my face by addicts, you know, and uh, I've heard 
all their stories and everything else. And, you know, one thing that I picked up on from, you know, I've literally talked to hundreds and hundreds of addicts over the years that a lot of them, when they fall off the wagon, it's like this shame, like, right. I fucked up. Right. Right. Like I've been going through this, these steps and now I got to go right back to, right. to the beginning. And I'm, I'm at seven and I fell off. And, and so like one. Like I fucked up. Well, fuck it. I might as well have another one go off, right? And and then so they they end up figuring like, well, I might as well keep going with the drinking or the drugs or whatever it might be that, that they're dealing with. And it's like, where's the fucking grace for people? Because I'm not gonna sit here on some pedestal and act like I'm perfect, like. I still fuck up, right? There's things I do in life where I fuck up. Yeah, but you're pretty cool. And, yeah, well, I mean, yeah. right. I mean, that's a given. Right. You know? But, like, I do dumb shit where I fuck up, you right. know, in life. And what do I want when I fuck up, right? I want the people around me to be like, at the end of the world, right? like, I'm going to support you. Like, we got to fucking figure out whatever it may be. Right. And... That was kind of what I wanted my brother to feel, right? If he did confide in me, like, oh, hey, I fucking right. drank a pint of Jim Beam or something, like, all right, well, not the end of the world. Right. Like, right. let's uh, let's move on from Let's here. move on from right. it. Like, maybe, maybe, maybe let's look at, like, what triggered, right? Yeah, what put you in the position where right. you felt like that was what you needed to do? And is there anything I can do to help you in that situation again, so that right. that's not the answer. Right. If you feel like that again, like, let's figure out how to get out of that feeling. Right. right. And I don't want to tell somebody like, you can never ever have another drop of alcohol for right. the rest of your life. Right. You can't touch it. You're an alcoholic. And so if you touch one drop of alcohol, you You're fucked done. up. Yeah, you yeah. know, like, I don't want to tell people that. What I want to tell people is like, if you can manage to get to a point in your life where you can say like, hey, I've been sober for three years. I've put myself in all these different scenarios where I used to feel like I needed to get fucked up. Right, right. And I don't need to do that. And I'm good with that. But you know what? I'm going to have a barbecue this weekend and I'd love to have a cold beer while I barbecue. Like, okay, if you can, in, if you can try that, right, and it doesn't like spiral, great. Then you kind of know like what your limits are and like, Okay, I'm not going to do this every day, but right. I'm going to maybe occasionally I will have a drink to know that I can have one and not continue down the path that I right. went down before. Right. But I also oh, need to do a two week long binge or something like that. Right. right. But I need to have that support system around me so that if I have that one beer at a barbecue and I wake up the next morning and I'm like, fucking Jones and I need another beer. Hey, Jesse, like, uh, I had a beer yesterday at the barbecue, and like, really that's cool. all I can think about right now. Like, can we go do something to get, get my mind, mind off of this? Right. You know, that's what we need to do for our people, right? And, right, not, uh, not shun them or be disappointed, like, hey, you did that. Right. You know, and, right. We want those people to confide to people and their support group to be like, Hey, I did this. I know I messed up. 
I want to continue down that path, but I need help to draw me back from that path. Right, right. And those same people need to also be looking at the, the root causes, right? And, and for so many, that's some sort of mental health issue. And so we need to be like, as a society, talking about mental health shit to where this next generation of young people doesn't feel like there's some sort of shame, right? Like, oh, uh, why I'm depressed. I don't tell anybody I'm depressed, you know? Uh, and and we need to, to make it so that it's like, hey, this is normal. I would go to the doctor if I was feeling lightheaded or something and tell them that, right? Like, well, if I'm not feeling well mentally, I should be able to go to my doctor, doctor and tell them that too and right. not feel like somebody's going to be judging me or right. something like that. Right. And so um, that was a weird thing for, for Bobby. Robbie, the Bobby, Robbie, Robbie, Robbie. Right. <laughs> uh, was, you know, our family has always been pretty open and talked about right. stuff. And so, you know, I, I just don't know whether he tried medicine that it didn't work for him and he just was like fuck it um i thought he was taking his meds and i thought he wasn't drinking and uh, well when you talked to him he said it was all right yeah and uh you know that was kind of everybody's take was like oh he's he's doing all right and uh you know he wasn't and so you know for me i mean part of the difficulty in it is being 2,500 miles away, Michigan, you can't just like pop in and check on him. So when you're having these conversations on the phone, it's kind of easy for somebody to blow smoke up your ass and take him at his word. So, uh, you know, I don't know what the right answer is. You know, if there is a perfect answer, like this is, this is more like this is what I'm living. And, and kind of in a way what you're living with your brother. Right. Uh, so obviously, you know, if we met two years ago, we're both dealing with similar shit with our family. Like, right. that's what makes you feel like we should be talking about this because right. there's clearly a lot more people out there probably dealing with similar shit. Right. And uh, maybe they right. don't know how to approach it or, or <clears throat> maybe... Maybe somebody's taking a, a hard line stance. Like we've talked about that with some people, you know, right. where it's like, nah, they keep fucking up, fuck up. I'm, I'm done. I'm writing them off or right. whatever. Right. They keep, uh, they keep uh, messing up. I'm just going to be done with them. Right. And I think that when you stop and, and really look at the big picture, you know, hours and hours and hours on like what I could have done differently right. or like like if the situation was different he wasn't I guess like I would feel different if he was fucking dumb right like, but he wasn't dumb he wasn't a dumb guy and so like I'm over here thinking to myself like I told you in January you can't drink anymore dude like right anymore why the fuck did you keep doing it? Right. Like, makes no sense to me because he wasn't that idiot. He was, growing up, we called him Sergeant Bob. Like, he was, 
<laughs> he was the one that like sketched everybody out. Yeah. When I was when I was 15 years old, I went right around some neighborhood kids, and it was it was me and and my buddy Nick and David and this kid Ricky that lived down the way, and I think it was Ricky that had the joint. Yeah. And so we're we're rolling around in his car, and we smoke this joint, right? And of course, like Dave Kelly, but that was that was garbage, garbage <laughs> weed at fifteen. You know? And but it was like, yeah, I'll oh, smoke yeah. a joint, you know. And so of course, neighborhood kids talk, and next thing you know, Bobby's coming to me, and he's like, "I heard what you did." I'm like, what are you talking about? And he's like, "You were out with Ricky and Nick and David. You guys smoked marijuana." And I'm like, I, that is not true. I did not do that. And he's like, you got a half an hour after mom and dad get home to come clean or I'm telling what you did. And I'm like, well, tell him whatever the fuck you want. That never happened. Right, so, right. Like, and I'm over here like, fuck, I'm, I'm done for. Right. <laughs> and so like, and Bobby was, he was a snitch. He was straight laced. Like, yeah. He didn't fuck around. And so of course my parents get home and I'm not going to cop to shit. Oh yeah. What's Bobby do? He's he fucking sticks to his word. He yeah. goes like that was out smoking. Oh, he was smoking marijuana with Ricky and David and Nick in Ricky's car. <laughs> yeah. It's like license plate is this number. <laughs> right. Like so of course my mom's like, we need to talk. Fucking body done, <laughs> and so this is pre-built plant, all right. <laughs> and no joke, this is the story that I told my mom. It's like built plants, like I didn't inhale. Like, <laughs> okay, motherfucker, you owe me some money for that plant because I used that shit well before. Well before. <laughs> so my mom's like, "You were smoking marijuana, you're in trouble." And I'm like, oh, mom, 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 mom. "I didn't smoke it." They were around it was dark right and so when it got to me i just put it up to my mouth like i was but i blew through it so smoke came out and they thought that i smoked it but i really didn't want to and so i didn't and she's like i don't give a shit you put it to your mouth that's as bad as doing it and i was like fuck so much for that excuse right. that was gonna get me a little bit of grace didn't happen got in trouble right but because that was an absolutely falsified statement, right? 100%. Yeah, I lied out my ass on that one. Mama, you didn't hear this. Oh, no, she knows. We've talked yeah. about it since. <laughs> she knows. Like, so, you she know, knew when you told her that. Oh, yeah. I went, through, I went through a stage after that where I smoked a lot of marijuana. So, like, there was no denying that shit to her. But uh, that was, like, Bobby wanted nothing to do with smoking pot. Like, I'm 16, you know? And me and my friends are sneaking out drinking. We'd go get those little grenade bottles of Mickey's and we'd go Ooh, yeah. sit in the park somewhere at night and, and drink some Mickey's or whatever. And uh, St. Ives Wicked Brew and like, you know, just. He is aging himself right there. Called it marijuana. And. Well, at that time. You know, it's, yeah. Well, like, he was drinking 40s of OE back then. Too. No, we didn't mess with the OE, but we did drink 40s of Steel Reserve, which was cheap, Ooh. like trash beer. Oh. Uh, 
you know, Zimas, you know, like oh, you did the Jolly Rancher and the Zima. No, we did the straight Zimas in California. They got this stuff called Purple Passion. Ooh. It's a great wine in Everclear. You can get it in like two liter bottles. Oh shit! And it's like drink Kool Aid until you try and stand up. And it's like, <laughs> what did I do? But so was that, was that the original like purple drink? <laughs> yeah. So there was this liquor store up the street by this restaurant that I worked at, and. uh I passed for 21. I'd go in there and buy, you know, and so I already had facial hair, you know, at 16. And yeah, he was he was in middle school, like 19, <laughs> maybe 17. And so, like, me and my friends would go drink. Well, my brother was dating a girl at the time, and you know, he comes to me and he's like, Hey, uh, you know, my girlfriend's parents are gonna be gone this weekend. I wanna go chill in a hot tub, like like no 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 just oh, two of them yeah yeah so it's like fully at the heart dead and so it's like can you go uh, for me grab me some boone's farm and i'm like yeah all right whatever you know I'm like you're gonna have to give me some money for a 40 or something for doing it right and he's like okay and then see you the boone's farm for the both of them for the both of them yeah, Bobby, Bobby, Strawberry. Strawberry Hill. I remember that shit. Strawberry Hill. Bobby, your brother told me that Jim Beam was your drink choice in the end, and I respect you for that. But Boone's Farm. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I'm looking at this nine you though. right now. Like I'm looking at your brother talking about him drinking Siemens. So, yeah. You know. Listen. Same family, I get it. Don't don't act like you didn't drink some shit when you were underage. It was like somebody brought something that had alcohol. I'm gonna try it, you know, yeah. like, yeah. Just telling the girls tonight, yeah, it was Southern Comfort. Right. I still drink the whiskey. Yeah. Like a man. Uh, I don't it know. It was I, cherry flavored whiskey, but. I uh, remember when we met, yeah, but like the fridge, so. Lion's son of a bitch. That was Carl. That was Carl. Lion's son of a bitch. So, anyway, like. never left. I go, to, never. I go to my brother afterwards, though, and I'm like, some fucked up shit, right? You're the older brother, right? Right. You should be buying me booze right. the other way around. Like this picture's all fucked up. Like, hey, this isn't the way it's supposed to be. Right. I was growing up that it was the older brother was supposed to buy. What the hell's going on? Right. And so, but that was Bobby. He was like more straight laced. He right. wasn't. He wasn't about to go in the liquor store and try and buy and right. get turned away. You know, I'm over here like going there. That's right. You know, just like, oh, I forgot it. I'll be right back. Anyway, I gotta age you one more time. Was drinking age then eighteen? I was never eighteen in my oh, life. Are you sure? Okay. Yeah. All right. Nice try. Although, although it basically was in a way. So well, yeah. When I went to the Navy and I was in San Diego, that was a great thing about that town. Like, you showed military ID at a bar. Right. Drinks. You were right. twenty-one. Oh. Yeah. And so they that ain't was, gonna turn you away at that point. Right. It was always cool. Like. You just put your military ID in front of your driver's license. As soon as they saw right. it, they're there just you like, go. you're good. Yeah. You know? And honestly, like, to this day, I, I feel that's how it should be. Like, if, if you're willing to sign that line oh, yeah. and say, hey, our country. I'll, I'll die for this country. Right. You should have that fucking beer. There you go. If you want beer. Right. You deserve this shit. Exactly. Right. So that, that's always bad for me that we'll say at 18, you know, you're, you're old enough to make that choice. But you're not old enough or responsible enough to have a beer. You're old enough to vote on how our country 
Right, you put dresses, you're old enough to die for this country, but, but now, you can't have tobacco or alcohol. Okay. Yeah, now, nowadays, right. you can't even have tobacco. Right, so right. it's like, let me send you off to some desert in Afghanistan to go freaking die for us, and legally you've never been allowed to freaking even try a vice if you wanted to. Right. And it's like, to me, if, if we're going to deploy people overseas in any kind of situation, like, least you can do is make sure they know, make sure they had a cigarette if they wanted to before they go, make sure they drink before they go. And I mean, it's not a lot of you. Risk of sounding like a, a shitbag, like, I'm pretty certain we shouldn't be sending virgins off to die either. Like, <laughs> right. Get through, like, Hey, you're gonna be going off like, like maybe you should swing through like Vegas or something before you go. Just <laughs> at least try this one time. Right, you know? right. Uh, Send you off with a, <laughs> a good memory. Yeah, a kid with a swat on the ass is way out the door. Right, good memory of what you're fighting for. Well, shit. On a side note, I just found out the other day that the cigarette pack, people that flip the one cigarette upside down. Yeah, that was like from like World War One, because that was the lucky cigarette. If you made it to that cigarette, that means you smoked a whole pack. You didn't die beforehand, right? So it was like, all right, you're sending shit back in then. Was it still eighteen or was it sixteen back in the day for World War One? So no, it was eighteen. 18. But the, the amount of people that lied and went in early, early is right. actually World War Two. World right. War Two. I mean, I think there's been stories out there of kids at like 15, 15 enlisted. lied about their age right. and enlisted and went in right. with the service. Uh, you know, right, but something like that, imagine that. Like you're back in the day, you're 18 and there was the lucky cigarette. Right. But you weren't even allowed to smoke it because you're not. 21. Yeah, you're 21. Sorry, buddy. Yeah. So that whole lucky cigarette pack and the lucky brand cigarettes would have been nothing. Yeah. It was 21 at the time. Right. Because most of the people that were in the military weren't even 21. Right. They probably died beforehand. Yeah, I mean, the amount of people that died at 17, 18 right. years old over the years serving this country is oh, yeah. astounding. Right. Uh, that never got a chance to really experience shit. Uh, oh, absolutely. You know, but uh, I think that that's probably why I kind of sound like a fucking boomer now probably uh, you know it's well beyond your yes uh, <laughs> well beyond my years but but you know here i am right like and every i think every generation does this and we all just get caught in it right right is i think that's part of why we look at like that world war ii generation as the, the greatest generation this country's ever known like right i don't see a scenario right now where 15 year old kids would be lining up lining to up lie to right. go fight for this country. Right. Uh, I think they'd be lining up at like the Xbox store or something to get the next Call of Duty right. and pretend to fight. It to be <laughs> you know, like, uh, oh, this game has a 16 violent record on it. It's right. like, oh, yeah, I'm 16. I can, I can handle the violence. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's my boomer moment, I guess, for. Uh, You're not feeling coonish. Mississippi show to get back to the Right, right. Yeah, she's in some hot water, I think, too. Like, her and Nancy Kutcher. Actually, yeah, she Yeah. I don't know who's Actually, 
Bennett, aka Cole Bennett. Both of them uh, had wrote like letters for Danny Masterson in that yeah, his trial trial yeah. uh, for the, like the sentencing, and they're like, "Oh, like he's a good dude," and like Aston Kutcher, I just read today, had to like step down because he was on like some board for like kids and like face a lot of backlash because it's uh -oh. like he wrote you were supporting a fucking rapist, yeah, rapist piece of shit like you know not a good look dude and right. so both of them are like trying to backtrack on that like what we were talking about like the Danny that we knew from a right. show not like you know right and and of course you know that uh he belonged to that Scientology, Scientology shit. Right. and uh, that's some strange motherfuckers, man. Yeah, I still don't understand it. I mean, I love Danny Masterson. It's like in the 70s show, Hyde, and in The Ranch, and right. Rooster. And I was like bummed to see that kind of stuff, but it's like he was acting then. It, it you know, right. his personal life it was completely different, but then it was like, oh, he's a Scientologist, and it's like something I don't fucking understand whatsoever. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't fucking know, like, those motherfuckers are crazy. Yeah. Me and Megan watched this show, you gotta check it out, it's like, uh, what's that actress's name? Tom Leah, No, no, Leah, Leah Remini? Um, if you looked her up, you'd see her face and be like, oh, I, I seen her and stuff right well she did this whole series like dogging on scientology and she used to belong to it and uh so oh, kind of like got out oh yeah, yeah and so yeah she's done this whole series on tv about like the shady ship and like on these episodes like all of a sudden there's like cars following her oh no shit. and like they try and threaten people. Like that was the whole big thing about this this rape shit. Why these girls didn't come out was the church is like, no, you guys are church members. That gets handled here. That doesn't get handled in public. And like about that. force like, these girls to be quiet earlier on it, so that the church could deal with it. And they like did it. They circle the horses to protect their fucking people. And anyone that speaks out like. I don't know. They may fucking hate me for this shit. I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. Like, come to my front door, asshole. Right. Like, you're going to fuck around and find out. Like, Tom Cruise was Jack Reacher. But he, shit. He was, little, he was a little skinny Jack Reacher. He also Reacher. jumped around on a couch on Oprah like a little bitch, too. Yeah, that's true. So, that, that took away any, like, bad for Jack Reacher. Right. Shit was, you know. Yeah, but ever since Jack Reacher, the uh, show came out on Amazon, have you seen that? I have. Jack Reacher's, like, Six foot eight fucking monster, right. who's what five three? You're right. It's like, eh, no. Yeah. So like, I, to me, like, I've got, I've got nothing against Tom Cruise as an actor. Like, right. right. One of my favorite movies of all time is Top Gun. Yeah. You know, the original Top Gun. The new one's not bad at all. Is it because of the the uh, volleyball scene? No, no. I think it's just like you like goosed it. You know, the, the whole movie just like. Screen Americans fuck like because he's a Navy boy. Yeah, listen, you can say it's because I was in the Navy all you want. At the end of the day, like, there's a great like Saving Private Ryan is a great oh yeah fucking movie oh, yeah. that really just screams like portrays how it actually happened. 
badass American people are, yeah. right? And and those are the people. Obviously, that one is rooted in a lot more, you know, truth than like Top Gun was, yeah. like you know, right. a fiction piece. Um, but I just love shit that like that as fucked up as our country is, you know, on both sides of the aisle. Like we've got fucking basically vegetables ruling this country right now. Like uh, in both parties. Right. right. Like, you got a, a fucking president that doesn't know his ass from a hole in the ground that I'm pretty sure is being told what to say and, and what to do and, and get stuck on stupid all the time. You've got Mitch McConnell. I don't know what the fuck's happening with that guy. I don't know if you've seen those two different incidences in the last month. Where in the middle of a press conference, he just stops like mid sentence. Right. Like loses train of thought. And that ain't losing train of thought. That motherfucker's staring out lost. Lost. That, that's not a lost train of thought. That's like fucking lost translation. I don't, I, don't know, I don't know what it is. And this, this congressional doctor that just like was like, no, Mitch McConnell's good. Somebody needs to take his fucking medical license. Right, right, like, right. You have no business practicing, med- practicing medicine if you say that that dude is fine. Right. Because he's not fine. Like, the chick comes up and talks, and I don't even know who she is. But she comes up and, like, can you repeat the question? Like, he didn't fucking hear it. It's like, no, he's in fucking la-la land right now. Like, I honestly thought maybe he was having a stroke or something. And just broke, couldn't do anything because right. he was like stroking out or something. And then she's like trying to talk to him. And then here comes this other young dude from around the other way. And he's like over by him. And it's like he goes off on the phone right away. And like, all I can imagine is like, fuck, we. No. He's like, fucking Mitch is stuck on stupid again. Like, we need to end this press conference. Right. Like, what can we come up with? We're. We're in some shit again because Red team go, red team go. It was like swoop in. It was like twenty seconds, right? Like, shit, I guess we, I didn't see that. If we pause this and quit talking for twenty seconds, all right? Let, let's fucking do that, all right? Just for shits and giggles, all right? Uh, I don't know. We can be quiet for twenty yeah. seconds, all right? Starting now. <laughs> you couldn't even make it. You couldn't even make it. I didn't make it three seconds. I was laughing. You got to the 17 seconds before you lost it really yeah. fast, right? Because I was like, that was, we were just staring at each other. <laughs> but that was awkwardly long, right? Oh, God. Three seconds was awkwardly long. He was in a fucking press conference and did that. And this doctor's like, he's fine. He's good. That's fine. It's, it's totally cool. That's normal. And it's like, uh, forgive me. All right, I didn't go to medical school. I'll I'll give you that. He's obviously smarter-ish. Maybe, maybe I don't know. But I think if you ask anybody, I don't give a shit what political party they're affiliated with. If somebody sits there stuck on stupid for twenty seconds, I can't believe we just did that for 20, <laughs> 17 seconds, right? Like, it was like dead air. 
Right. Like the worst thing for like radio people to be yeah. dead air. Yeah, TV stations. And, and, and now you're in front of millions live TV. But you saw that twice. All right. And so, like, I know it's it's probably not a hugely popular thing amongst like older people. I don't know. And I don't, I don't say it to like degrade older people right. at all. Right. right. But there's an age cut off to be a pilot, and I'm pretty sure it's like 70. Might even be younger than that. We should we should pull that out. I should. Yeah. Uh, but I know that you know there are rules for you know commercial pilots. So you can still be a private pilot. I'm pretty sure. I don't think there's restrictions on that. But to be a commercial pilot, there's like a cutoff. And 65. 65. 65 for for, for the FAA. FAA, age limits, no airline cannot employ a pilot after he reaches the age of 65. Okay. So, right, that's a reason for that. Right. Okay. Because you don't want to blank off for 20 seconds. Right. Well, as we get older, it's going to happen to all of us. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to, like, degrade older people. Right. We all deal with from, I'm pretty sure it's, like, from 30 on, we start dealing with cognitive decline. Everybody does. Shit, you've been dealing with that for like 25 years. You motherfucker. See, <laughs> who's dealing with it more? This motherfucker can't even math. Okay. <laughs> 25 years. Fucking asshole. So, like, if you're going to say you're 65 years old, you can no longer fly a commercial plane because we don't know what might happen. Right. Don't you think that maybe we should look at saying, if you're over 65, you can't rule a fucking country. Right. 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 Think about this. You right. can't make executive decisions for the rest of the country if you can't even fly a plane. Right. Right. But let's look at let's look at Biden for a minute. All right. And oh, political yeah. views. Yeah. Political. No, no, no. Political views aside. Right. That we do not have political affiliations. Well, I mean. I have personal political beliefs in this. Right. I'm not going to make this a political podcast. Right. So which why, yeah, which yeah. why I'm saying, like, all political shit aside, like, you're talking about a guy that has clearly, on many occasions, where, where he's talking about, it's like, you, 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 know, you know, the thing. Yeah. The thing. You're, yeah. Trying, you're trying to recite the fucking Constitution, right? And the, the the thing here, let me hand you the nuclear football, right? Right, and you are the ruler of the fucking free world. And give you the thing, you know, right? Thing. Right. Do I feel comfortable with somebody that's got like some serious shit going on upstairs, <coughs> having control of saying, "Yeah, let's launch a nuke," right? Fuck no, I don't. <laughs> okay? We have age limits, right? When you want to run for office, you have to be a certain age to be able to run for right, office. Right. right. We don't want young people in there that haven't lived or experienced yeah. and have some knowledge right. and blah, blah, blah. You know, well, guess what, assholes? We don't need motherfuckers in there that don't know what fucking day it is, let alone what their job is, right. you know, running the fucking country. Right. And so... As far as I'm concerned, and, and maybe other people agree with me, maybe they don't, 
But I think that we need to seriously have a fucking talk in this country about having a cutoff. Right. Uh, if you have like, an age limit to where you have to run, you should have an age cutoff. Too. Right. Oh, okay. You can't if you can't fly a fucking plane commercially anymore. Guess what? You can't fucking be a, a congressman, a senator, or a president anymore. Any bye. Right. See you later. You know, if you want to go sit on your county township board or whatever, like, fine. If, if your local people want to elect you, but on a on a national level, we don't need those people freaking running this country. Like, I'm sorry. Do I want to send Mitch McConnell to any other country to have talks on behalf of this country? What happens? He's sitting there talking to the prime minister of freaking Canada, even, and like, gets stuck on stupid. Yeah. Like. Can you come back and tell us what you talked about? Nope. nope. Not a clue. You got this many aids around you to like get you through your day. I'm sorry, but it's probably time to pack it up and go home. Right. You know, let's retire. You got people like Pelosi. You know, she's there's so many of them that are in their fucking eighties. Like, why? You know why? Yeah, because it's about money and power, and they don't want to give that up. Right. And it's like, but they probably have plenty of money already. So but they, they want more, more about problems. But they still want more. And and it, and it happens across both party lines, right? Where it, this greed and power thing takes over, and they can't let go of the reins. They just want to be the ones in charge and, and still making the money that they can, doing shady shit right. that they all fucking do, and uh, you know, well, I'm gonna stay here till I fucking die. Wrong. Wrong. Pack it up. Go back to San Francisco. Take Diane Feinstein with you. You know, we're going to send McConnell and freaking all these other people back home where they fucking came from. Right. Go retire. Right. Go live the posh life and do Everybody whatever the fuck you want. normal retirement age? 67? Like, I don't, seven, I, don't, I don't want to work in for lobbyists. Like, once you leave, like, I almost feel like you're not welcome back in Washington, D.C. Bye, Unless we're honoring you for something, like, don't come in this town right. and try and influence, peddle somebody or some right. shit like that. Like, just go. Right. You know, you're much sitting you, on like a board or like a. Thank you for your service. Like, you, you've given a lot of your life to your service. Here's your watch or whatever. Like, the gold watch. You know, you're not getting fucking. A salary, you know, that's the other crazy thing. Like Nancy Pelosi, because she was speaker, and it's not just hurts anybody. Like once you've been elected speaker, once you retire, you get a higher amount than anyone else has ever served in Congress. So they have all these tiers, right, where they vote on who gets the shit. What other job? Like I don't get to go to work and be like, hey, so we uh, we got together, voted, and. Once I've done two years here, you have to pay me benefits the rest of my life. Right. Your employer's going to be like, the, the fuck I do. Right. Right. I, I well, guess what? We're their employers and we should be saying, the yeah. fuck you do. Right. Like, you can have a 401k like the rest of us. Right. Since you guys borrowed from Social Security and never fucking paid it back. And you want to toy with that shit all the time and tell me it may not be there when I get to be that age. Right. Well, fuck you then. Like, you can go put money in a 401k. I ain't paying your retirement. Go fucking get a job. Right. Do something. That's good. Get a good job. You know how many other fucking people retire in this country or, or quit working because of health reasons or whatever? 
they reach social security age and they're living like as the poorest fucking Americans, like you have to have to go back to get jobs again because the social security doesn't pay them. Right. And then like Walmart breeders when yeah. they're 85 years old and when they can't work anymore, they can't freaking make it, you right. know, they're living in subsidized housing to be able to try and make it because we treat the average citizens of this country like shit. But if you ran for fucking political office and served some time at Washington, D.C., you're set for life. Right. Wrong, asshole. Right. Let's, let's take your money and give it up to some of these other people that are at the senior center eating lunch for two bucks because it's cheaper than buying groceries or, right. or having meals on wheels delivering food. Right. You know, meanwhile, you got these people having like personal chefs at their house and, and all that kind of shit. And they're doing it on our market. We're supposed to be the bosses. And for far too long, we've not fired enough of my guests. So, like, that's what we need to start doing is just start firing some sons of bitches and say, Gordon Ramsay. Right. Right. You're done. Get the fuck out. Go home. Uh, Whatever. You kicked into your 401k. Like, you can take that with you. But. Unless you've done, you know, I mean, if you want to, you want to set up somewhere you've done 20 years and you get a retirement, like the way it used to be, my old man has a, a retirement plan from his work, you know, right. uh, that he didn't have to pay into like I do with my 401k. Uh, fine. Like, let's look at doing something like that, maybe. But that's your 20 years of max too. Like, oh yeah, you do 20 years, go home. Right. You're done now. You don't get to serve any longer. Right. Like that's hey, it, dudes. Go away. Go find something else to do not that has here. nothing to do with politics. You're late and still doing and, and let some some people come in and you know be able to do the job of the president, right? I, I don't know if you've ever looked at like the age progression of somebody that has served as president. It's nuts. Yeah. Four years. I mean, but you're like, no sleep. You're on the go oh, constantly. Like, geez. you try to go to bed. Oh, fuck, some shit went down in, in North Korea. Let's go wake him up. We got to see what to do. Like, you know, and the like, gray hair, the wrinkles, oh, yeah. shit like that. Like, do we really need somebody to be in their 70s or 80s being in the White House? No, I would say. Stress and <laughs> lifestyle. Yeah, I would say, like, 65 is certainly a good cutoff, right? Can you can you Obviously, maintain a, a pilot can't go past 65? Right. The FAA, a government agency, right, says it says hey, you're not old enough to do this anymore because of your age. We're not sure that you're 100. percent Right. But we're gonna go run it. go run this country. Yeah. You're done flying. Go run the country for the next 20 years. We got a spot for you in Congress. Don't, don't worry about it. So, uh, enough of, of, of the politics shit. It was way more politics. Yeah, that's, you know, but we did say we may occasionally touch on yeah, it. Yeah, we uh, so There's uh, three rules of drinking with Jesse Carlson that I uh, developed a long time ago. And it was uh, when you're drinking, you don't talk religion. You don't talk politics. You don't talk arm wrestling. Because most of the time when you're talking that, everybody's going to have a different view. And it's probably going to lead to an argument. 
and and I, that's where we, we we talk a lot. As much as we're alike, uh, we're opposite in many ways. And yin to the yang. And so you would like talking about all those shit. Oh, I do. In like personal conversations, I want to talk right politics. I want to talk religion. I don't necessarily want to arm wrestle because usually it's Dan that's talking shit and right. it never ends well for him. No, never yeah. do. And so I feel bad. Like, ends, it ends well for me because I get to videotape you like pinning him to the ground and him submitting like a little bitch. Right. So, you know, like I, I'm definitely like, you know, let's not get physical uh, right. unless we have to, then like right. whatever, that's going to happen. But yeah, those were like my rules like when I was in my 20s because that was like, the solution for everything when you get into an argument with somebody it was like we're gonna end up throwing down eventually right so i was like i don't even want to deal with that i'm out drinking i'm having a good time i don't want to have an argument so i was like let's just not take that off the table now that we're getting a little bit older and just talking with you over the past couple of years i've talked more religion politics and arm wrestling probably <laughs> while drinking so it's kind of like breaking my own rules but it's like if you got the right party and the right people that like can have an educated conversation about it without getting heated, then so that's I mean yeah absolutely I like to have those conversations sober or drinking like it doesn't right. happen to me right. and they always oh how sober is it be they say that in general though like with strangers like you don't talk politics you don't yeah. talk religion somebody's gonna be offended or right. whatever and what I've actually found is you're gonna be offended by what we're talking about. This ain't the podcast for you. Yeah, like, I don't. I, yeah, I don't to offend anybody, but if you're offended, I really don't fucking care. Uh, but your fucks to give are. Yeah, when it comes to having those conversations, though, conversations with like people that are one hundred percent opposite of my views, and <clears throat> I think that when we have civil conversations, civil, right, correct. We end up realizing that we agree on far more than we disagree. And so the the key to it for me is I always I always want to say to people like, okay, we're not talking about feelings. Okay. You might feel a certain way right. about a topic. Right. And that's fine. You're you're okay to do that, but your feelings about that topic don't make it factual. Correct. And so if we want to have a conversation about any given topic, right. let's stick to just facts. Right. Okay. And if we do that, we're going to be fine. And we may completely still disagree when we walk away. Uh, maybe you planted a seed in, in my brain that makes me think about uh, an issue differently. Maybe I planted a seed in, in your brain. Um, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that I want to be challenged on my thoughts, right. my views, oh, all that. Yeah. right? So they're either going to make me more solidified, like this is what I believe, or you're going to bring up something maybe that I've never considered. Yeah. Right. And it might change gonna, my views a little bit. I'm going to go home and I'll tell you, like, I I know that people might say they generally think about shit or whatever. Like, I will always go back after a conversation and like play through it in my mind. Like, you, I, I, you know, 
yeah, I'd love to just analyze stuff and like question myself and like, uh, am I, why did I feel that way? Why did I, right. If, if, uh, if I feel this way now, am I always going to feel this way? Right. Not necessarily. No. And so that's why I think those conversations can be great. Yeah. Um, I agree with you. Like, I love having those conversations. I love to hear other people's views on politics because I'm not that educated on politics. Right. I have certain views or and or feelings about it, but I like to be educated on all topics. I just say that having those conversations when you are sober and not drinking because that kind of fuels the fire. And if then the, the alcohol sometimes fuels the feelings as opposed to the facts and everything like that. But like I said, that, that was back in like my twenties and stuff yeah. like that where we were stupid and dumb and everything like that. But nowadays it's like, no, I want to know your views. I want to know why you feel the way that you feel about this religion, politics, whatever. And so, because it does further my education, because like you said, that might've been something that I never thought about, or I never viewed it in that situation or, or got it from your point of view. Right. And that might change my point of view. Like you were saying, you never, you might always feel the way you feel right now about it once you further educate yourself or something like that. Right. So like at the end of the day, like for me, I try to think about things like how can we have a civil conversation, right? And be able to say, you know what? We can agree to disagree. Right. Right. And civilly. And some people aren't capable of those right. conversations, regardless of age. I've met young people that can have very well thought conversations mm -hmm. and be receptive to other viewpoints and have like really good conversation. And I've met older, older people, people that are just want to argue it and they, and they spew nonsense. It's not even factual information at all. And it's like, well, oh, my, my cousin Tom told me that this is da 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 da. Well, good for your fucking cousin Tom like who the fuck is he let me let me show you right here right. factual the facts well that's not what he said well okay I hate to break it to you sunshine Tom was wrong Tom's an idiot whoa whoa, whoa. you know it's like uh, that's when you just say you know what cool I'm fine with walking away from this conversation uh and I've had some I don't like to call them arguments I told you that before like I call it debates debate right Some with some friends that have gotten loud. I'm loud. What? Well, not even needed. Like just loud. Yeah. When people are passionate about something, right. like a lot of times you get elevated. Oh yeah. And we've had like farms and I've had some like super elevated conversations. Like we don't agree on everything by any means. Right. Farns and I can fucking walk away and go sit down have biscuits and gravy for breakfast ten minutes later or whatever after some work. Yeah. Other people Thanks are like. Like, other people are like pissed for a month. Man, farms are fight, you know, and it's like, no, no, we're fucking not. Like, 
we're grown-ups and we can have these conversations and you know i think that realistically like that's where everyone should kind of strive to To agree with you, like that's fine, and you don't have to agree with me. But let's have some respectful dialogue, and you can be you can be passionate, and and I can be passionate, and we can at the end of it. Like I'm always obviously I'm a fat guy, so I'm like, let's go grab some fucking food, let's break bread. Like you know, I hate you because you got different views than me. Like. Could you imagine how shitty this world would be if we all thought the exact same thing about everything? It'd be fucked up. That would suck. Yeah. Like, that's part of what makes that human experience great, right? Is because none of us are who we are individually. We are all products of the path that we're walking, Mm -hmm. right? Uh, You know, like, uh, and and I'll probably make this slightly religious, and that's whatever said there is not a person walking this planet that's better than me I don't give a fuck yeah. it doesn't exist right but i'm not better than a single person walking this planet right i don't care if you're living in a homeless encampment in san francisco i'm not better than you yeah. okay i'm walking a different path than what you are you may have something tremendous to offer the world and haven't had that opportunity to do so. Right. You might be circled back to the beginning of this dealing with addiction or, or alcoholism or mental health stuff or both. Right. Uh, and, and you haven't been able to shine like, you know, your right. purpose was intended to be. Right. Uh, you know, the, the one person that was better than, than all of us isn't walking this earth anymore. You also walk on water and I can't do that. Right. So like, but as far as mankind on this planet, I'm not better than anybody. There ain't nobody better than me. And so why not like be able to live through this life for whatever time we get, which we don't know, all right? And sharing experiences with each other, have debates, change people's minds, have our minds change, have our lives influence. Like I guarantee you, it, you know, if you went and had some sit down with a, with a homeless person, you, you like took all judgment away, right? Which is tough for people to do, right? People love to judge, oh, yeah. right? Human Take nature. it all away. Have them tell you their fucking story, right? And I bet you there's going to be something in that story that you find changes your life. Right. Take away. Right. And, and that's valuable. So like, no matter what. We all have some value within us. No matter what your beliefs are, you could be night day opposite political views as me. You've got value right. to me. Right. Somehow. I don't know. I don't necessarily know what it is when it comes to me. Right. Right. But by conversing with you and like learning from those around us, like that's where you find it. Right. And so I think that. Circle back to what it, what was that that quote that you just said? That you're no better. Oh, I'm not. I'm not better. There's not, there's not a single person saying that. There's nobody walking this planet better than me, and I'm not better than anyone else walking this planet. Yeah. So, like, we're sitting here having these conversations. We've had many conversations 
over the past couple of years here that kind of like strummed up this podcast right here. And like, we're sitting here just having conversations, no agenda, no nothing. And just hearing stuff like that come out of your mouth, like still like blows me away. Like having that kind of mentality, like, and that's what we're here for. That's what y'all need to help podcasts is kind of here is just kind of elevating and kind of opening up people's minds and having a mind, having a conversation and a mindset like that, 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 that just blows my mind for you to sit there and say that. Like, I've never heard you say that before. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, and, yeah. I've said that. I've yeah. Said so that, that, that was like, just killer right there. Like, Probably like that's what I'm saying. Like a good note to end on because that that's leaving me right now on like a high, high, high note right now. So I'm gonna throw this out there before we like totally seal the deal on this one and wrap it up. Is I'm gonna say this: like have conversations with people, all right? Especially the ones you love. Uh, make sure they know that you love them. I don't give a shit about like this guy stuff. Like I would tell my brother I love him. You know, maybe a couple times a year. I didn't tell him I love him the last time I talked to him. And I hope he fucking knew it, right? So say, it. I don't care if it's a guy's shit, and you're like, oh, manly, I'm not gonna say I love you to another guy, or whatever. like, say it, all right? Have the conversations that are tough. Yeah. Uh, if you know somebody dealing with depression, with addiction, uh, you know, any of that stuff, it typically goes hand in hand. And, and outside of that, like, be receptive to just talk to people different than you. Hear, right. hear what they've got to say because have an open mind. It might be freaking minute, okay? They're, they're like, like they, the quote he just said, that was minute to you, right? That's like so, like boom. You may pick up something from somebody by having just a conversation without getting your panties in a bunch, as my mom likes to say, right? right? Like. Just have conversations with people and, and fucking live it and and love it and yeah. grow from it. And uh, on that note, uh, I'll bid you adieu. <laughs> and uh, we'll be back next time for episode three. Three. Hopefully you guys will join us. All right. All right. Bye.